0: Welcome to the Get In It podcast. We are joined today by the legendary Matthew Moore. Thank you so much for coming through, man.
1: Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. It's and awesome welcome, to be here. A- welcome
0: to the new man apparel. Yeah,
1: thanks. This place is awesome. What do you think I of the job? Just, Yeah, I love it. I mean, uh, my favorite thing is that, like what's so cool is walking in that you can see the machines here, like right in the like reception kind of area. And then obviously, I love how transparent everything is. You can even see the workers. Oh, it's amazing, man. Yeah, it looks like such an inspiring man. spot. We do to make it open so people can just sort of get the idea of what's going on totally. exactly. Yeah, I feel like you can come in here, like what Shannon was saying, come in here with your phone and say, oh, I want to put this onto a shirt and you'll do it on the spot. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's man. It's a whole idea. You can get people just doing whatever the hell they want. Totally, <laughs> totally. And I feel like the spot in Johannesburg where you guys are here now at 44 Stanley is like a super inspiring, creative place. Dude, definitely. So, There's actually yeah. like tight-knit community between all the shops yes. here. That It's something we're going to trade for anyway. It's amazing, man. It's so cool.
0: But Dude, so you've been in the South African scene forever. and A major, major, major player. How did you get into music in the first place? Like, from the the very start? Sure. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, thanks. That's so cool to hear, like, forever, because it feels... I always feel like I'm new to the industry. I feel like I'm always learning things, and, like, things are still new to me all the time. So, um... But like thinking back, like it's been it's been like seven years, and that is forever, I guess, in music. So, so yeah. So I mean, it's been good. It's been really cool, and like I've, I've still like I said, I still feel like I'm learning things. I still feel like I'm new to it. But I think it's really important to keep that though. Like, yeah, thanks. That's as soon true. as people feel they're established, that's when you start stagnating. True. It. Yeah, that's very true. And things I think can maybe go downhill. But um, <laughs> so like so when I think about like how I got started, I feel like it was like just the other day kind of thing where um, I grew up in Cape Town in a little, like a small little town, little suburb called Fishhook or Sun Valley, which is inside of Fishhook and um, things are super quiet there so I always knew that like I wanted to get out of Fishhook eventually when I, when I finished school I knew that that, like I just needed to get out because I wanted to explore more and just kind of learn more, open my mind a bit more and luckily or thankfully I'm super grateful that music was the thing that did that for me so I always loved music but I didn't know, like, if that that was a thing that I needed to pursue. I wanted to pursue as wow. like a career and a full-time thing. What sparked it,
0: like initial interest? Was it a family member? Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, family member. Yeah, so it was my dad actually. I mean, my family wasn't ever super musical, but my father would play guitar, and just just kind of for fun. That's all. He, that's what he would do a lot of the time when I was growing up at home yeah. so then eventually I was kind of like please can you teach me and I do this because it seems really cool looks like fun <laughs> and like very chill, very relaxed he taught me a bit, like a bit of guitar he taught me some chords oh, I, what kind so of music was he into? he was into like it was all like gospel kind of stuff so it, was, it wasn't like like the Beatles and the stuff that like I, I sometimes wish that I did grow up listening to like the old time classics yeah. like the Beatles or like Led Zeppelin that kind of thing but um it wasn't anything like that. It was always like gospel stuff that I don't even I don't even remember. It was like <laughs> stuff that no one even knows, which is cool, because then like they were kind of just open to whatever I want to listen to, I can listen to. That's just all they kind of had planned. That, that's house. something to be thankful for. Totally, totally. <laughs> so it's like at least like they were supportive and they just kind of let, let me kind of go where I wanted to go and just explore where, where I wanted to explore. Mm. So yeah, so that was cool. That's kind of how, how I got started, really. So he kind of introduced me to that, let, let it kind of unfold for myself, which it really did because I loved it. And then, um, and yeah, so that was during the last few years of school. And then I knew that I wanted to get out get out of Fisher, get out of that the little bubble that was there. And then during that time I was, my love for music was growing and then like after school I just I knew that I had to somehow go in the direction of something that was creative, hopefully something that involved music because yeah. that's what I loved, but I didn't know that it was something you could just kind of pursue. I didn't think you could finish school and then say, okay, now I want to be a musician, so I'm going to go do that. No. Like I didn't think it worked like that. So. Yeah, I feel like I was fortunate with like, the opportunities and stuff that came my way. That's
0: amazing. Dude. What was the first instrument?
1: So, a guitar? Guitar, for sure. Yeah, Acoustic guitar. Well, uh, well, the classical. I think that's what a lot of people learn on a classical <laughs> guitar. But um, I still, to this day, love the sound of a classical guitar. But yeah, I just... Guitar, I mean, that's always been kind of... I've never really, like, nailed one specific instrument. I feel like I can play a few different ones, but I'm not... So c- you play drums, piano, ukulele? Oh, oh thanks. Like- no, so I mean, I feel like I can pretend, I can get by on, it, yeah. on all of the instruments, but I'm not, I'm not like super good at like one individual one, mm. which I, I'm fine with because it helps me kind of, I think the limitations I have, it kind of helps me be a little bit more creative.
0: Yeah, fair enough, like I think a lot of people
1: sort of, as soon as you start learning an instrument, you think
0: you need to become like a virtuoso in it. Totally, totally. It's, it's not the thing, like no that's one so really true, likes man. watching someone just play the fastest thing they can play yeah. or it's more just about songwriting. It's so true actually, that's really cool. So I think, like, I think more, the more
1: that. tools you have, the like, more instruments you understand, yeah. the more you
0: can like, get a concept and get that whole oh, idea yeah. out.
1: It's so true. I've never really thought about that because I've had that mindset. Like To this day, I still think like I, I need to get better at guitar. I need to like <laughs> learn more, practice more. But I guess, yeah, I mean, it's not really about that. It's just about being creative with what you've got.
0: I've had a similar sort of experience. Like I, I, I come from sort of my brother. Pushed me into the metal side of things. Yes, nice, nice. So I started learning guitar when I was like twelve, just trying to be yes. the most metal guitarist which and is like shred. Kinda, yeah, yeah. I want to be the fastest, most technical dude. Totally, do. totally. Uh, and then I slowly like drifted towards just wanting to play rock and roll. Oh wow. Simple riffs and whatnot. Awesome. And then it became started playing bass in a different band, and then I was like, oh, I really like playing bass yes. because you can perform more. Oh because man. You're not focusing on like, like, yeah, like licks and stuff. And oh. then, dude, I inherited an organ from my grandma and started like jamming oh. on an organ. and all like That's hammered. amazing. And yes, dude, just from like the things you picked up on guitar and whatnot, you can sort of just figure it out. Totally. That sounds mean for me as well. It, so. Yeah,
1: I love that. And you'd like, it's so strange how, if you, I mean, I think it's probably the same if you had started on like piano, how it would kind of translate to guitar and stuff. Because I don't know, I'm the same as you. I started with guitar and it kind of, from there, it kind of led on to like piano. or mm-hmm. And then from piano, oh. like... I don't know really how to play an organ because there's no, a lot of the time there's no pedals involved so it's all in your hands but I love that but um, what's amazing is like when it comes to percussive stuff like drums and all of that, there's so much that you can bring from playing guitar and learning guitar that you don't even realize when you sit down at a drum kit how you've kind of, you've already learned the basics because you already kind of know the rhythm or you've, you've kind of learned to feel the rhythm. So yeah, I love I love how that works. So it's amazing it's, how this is just the beautiful thing. It's the though. best man. <laughs> it's <really laughs> so cool. Everything
0: plays into everything exactly. else. There's nothing that's
1: just like isolated on its own.
0: Exactly. Totally. Um, especially like yeah. like you just mentioned with the drumming thing. I think yeah. Even if you're just writing riffs on guitar or something, yeah. You, once you've been working with drummers, you sort of adapt a drummers' guitar totally as well. Like when you're writing so a riff, true. you have the sort of groove in your head already. Yeah. Yeah. Even you know. If you don't know how to put it exactly. No,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so true though. I like I, I think that's also important when it comes to like. Especially like songwriting and producing and that kind of thing to kind of like envisage how the drummer would play it, even if you don't, you don't even know how, you don't even know how it works. Mm. I think that's like a huge thing to be able to kind of imagine, is like how this would be played and how does how it's all gonna fit together. So and then another amazing thing is if you work with a good drummer and you play with yeah. something and you had an idea in your head and it's and completely take it. different. Yes, yeah, that's so, so much better. Like yeah, yeah, man, it's amazing. But I think that's important though, because at least you kind of you still kind of directed where you kind of felt it should go and they just took that to another level that is yeah it's an amazing thing
0: cool man. dude so out of high school you sort of started getting into the music scene how did how how did your progression sort of go up where was like the milestones yes
1: yeah so so out of high school what i did was uh, for just one year i went and i studied audio engineering so it was like music production and there was a bit of um, it was obviously most of it was the engineering side with like within a studio or live sound and then there was a bit of like uh, Music composition and like music theory. It was a whole lot of different things and for to me It just sounded perfect because all I knew was that I love music mm. and I just wanted to pursue something along those lines. So that's what I did for a year out of school and Then during that year I learned so much about like recording my own songs uh, So all I knew was just to write songs and I could play them on the guitar And that was great. But then during that year after school, I learned to kind of write the songs. And then during that process of writing, I'd record them and experiment with different production stuff. So that was kind of, that became my process of songwriting was, while I was writing the song, I was producing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then that that kind of, it helped me kind of be a little bit more creative. So what I thought was, now I'm learning these things. I've got access to studios. While I was studying this, I thought, let me like, I, I kind of tried to come to a point where I would record a song and then put it on the internet and like, there wasn't. The, I think at the time, which is not even that long ago, it was like six, seven years ago. Um, like there wasn't as much of a reach on the internet no. as there is now, but there was still like there were some great platforms where you could upload songs and then just kind of put them on Facebook and then like your friends will hear them. So that's kind of what happened, and then eventually that started growing, and then there were there were record labels. After like a year or two of doing it, some labels got in touch and they were like hey we'd love to meet up with you and yeah. chat about a deal and I just thought this is crazy like is this how it happens or like I don't. I didn't know how to navigate it but then I just met up with these people and then uh, eventually there was a team that I met up with from Johannesburg so they, they got you from the stuff you were putting out on, like, exactly Facebook. from like SoundCloud and Facebook and all of that and it was just stuff I was doing for fun I wasn't trying to kind of make a career out of it Yeah. and then um, there was a team up in Johannesburg that I met up with and I loved everything they did I loved what like the, the musicians they were working with and I loved like the ideas they had so then I signed a deal with them and then we recorded my first album and that was kind of the moment where I realized okay I guess this is going to be like a a career that I'm going to try to pursue mm. and that like way, this was this like, was tangible exactly like that. totally that was like two three years into like trying to create music and then that was kind of when I realized like, yes, like, I guess like I love this so this is an opportunity for me to take it on seriously take it on full time and yeah so ever since I've just yeah I've, I've loved it first album done what was mm-hmm. like shows wise where was the first sort of big one Yes. so like around the time that i was living in cape town writing songs releasing them on facebook and all of that for fun i was also trying to like play some shows but the, the shows that i was playing were like all i knew to do was just contact people on the internet and say hey please will you let me play songs at your restaurant or whatever and then I like got to the point where like people would let me play for like three hours. I played like a bunch of cover songs mm-hmm. at some restaurants, and that was cool and it was fun, and I learned a bit. Like I just learned to kind of be like performing in front of people what was your setup like um, back then was it just you on guitar it was just me and a guitar and i had like a little kick drum thing that oh, i okay. would it wasn't even a proper kick drum it was like a sometimes it was like a guitar case with a mic inside it <laughs> i just bang my foot on it and full-on but, shaky graves yeah that kind of vibe yeah. totally i mean not <laughs> as cool as that but i was trying something like that i guess and then um so that was kind of it was super simple like that and then uh i would play those kinds of shows but then and i was happy i was loving it it was really cool because i got to play music and people would like they'd be there and they'd be able to listen and then um around the time that i started recording the album i, I like i started to meet more people and I, I managed to get some shows at like club venues and like small festivals that were happening and i was just stuff i just said to people please let me do this like you'll do me a huge favor i don't want to get paid or anything i just want to play music yeah so that kind of that happened for like a year and a half or so or two years even And then um, when it got to the point that I met up with like a record label and we started recording an album, they had a bit more of a strategy where like they said no we're going to try and get you onto like the the cool festivals, the right festivals to play and like the better venues to play at and just so that I can learn a bit. And and then that's kind of when things started, started picking up. I mean I really, the first show I remember being amazing was a festival in KZN called Splashy Fent just outside of Germany oh man it's insane I I love it I was lucky enough to play there last year it was amazing oh man every year it's like it's an (laughs) amazing festival it's so cool and the lineups are so cool and the whole vibe it's like a winter festival I love it So that was the first show This was like 2013 I think Where I played there And there were like The tent was like Suddenly full of people And there were a bunch of people In the front singing along To like a lot of the songs That I was singing And I just thought like How is this happening Like how do people know the words I was completely blown away But like it was the most Amazing experience ever So that was kind of The first time I realized Like wow People seem to know Some of my songs and then the album was only ever released like six months after that so it was like a cool time it was really it's really like a strange moment to realize that there were people that were listening
0: amazing yeah and you by this point you're no stranger to touring overseas i mean you've been to so many places
1: oh wow i'm quite curious what
0: was the first time what was that yes
1: outside of south africa uh so i mean i still feel again like i feel like i'm so new to it and uh i've like i've there's been some amazing shows over overseas in like Europe and and a few places, but um, and like the, it's been really cool. I've, I'm am still learning a lot. I'm still growing, and I'm still trying to kind of establish something overseas outside of my home country. But um, but I remember like the first the, the like the first few months of the of two thousand and fourteen. That was the time when I first kind of played a few shows outside of South Africa, and there were only ever like small shows. It was like a one off thing here and there. Um, where someone would have like a little festival happening, and then somehow they heard about Matthew Mole from South Africa, and they wanted me to go and play at their festival, and I loved that. So like, I think one of the first times was I, I went to Russia, and this this little well, I think it's a little little place in Russia, like on the far east coast, called Vladivostok. And it was like I'd never even heard of the place, and then uh, there was this awesome festival that happened in this in the city of Vladivostok. There were like stages all over the city and venues all over. And that was kind of like the first time that I went out of South Africa just to play music. And I thought, like, this is crazy. It's a, firstly, it's like, okay, it's Russia. I've heard of Russia, but I had never even thought about going to this tiny little town that I hadn't heard of yeah. inside Russia. Like, it was like nine hours time difference. So that was like my first experience kind of leaving South Africa just to play a show. I played two shows there. And it was so crazy, and then after that, there were like, like a few other things kind of came up in like Thailand and then in the States. But then I only ever did my first like tour, like a proper tour where there were more than like six or seven shows uh, in Europe, that, which was in, that was like two years ago. So I still feel like I'm very new to that. Was that the one no. where your you unfortunately was snapped in half? Yes. <laughs> oh man, how did you see that? Did you? I was oh. Facebook. Oh no! no. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's, that story uh, just made me so sad. Dude. Oh, it's horrible. It was like a new ukulele I had. It was like this nice mahogany wood. It sounded oh. so nice. It had this nice pickup, but like I've struggled to find ukuleles that that sound nice acoustically as well as being like plugged in in a venue I've had the same problem because sometimes it's it's very
0: harsh when they're plugged in yeah like
1: always I feel like they're always harsh so even so like that specific one it sounded so nice the one I've got now that I replaced that one with is it's the same ukulele but it's a different kind of wood so just that wood it sounds like super harsh now when i play it which is fine like the the sound engineers know how to fix that but but that ukulele just you just plug it in and play it and it was so nice but i think like in our in the the tour van we were in i'm pretty sure like there was gear or something that just landed on it and it was traveling like that and it broke for like an eight hour drive and then i only realized when we got to the venue i took it out and i was like oh no the, the neck was snapped and but it's fine. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I guess I just had You just have to get over it. I guess because there's nothing I can do about it. What happened to that guy? So I think I brought it back to South Africa, and I think it's at my parents' house in Cape Town at the moment. So I still wanted to keep it because I still I loved it. But I don't know how you fix like whatever happened to it. The the way that it broke. I don't think it's fixable, so... Yeah. It's Sometimes you can be surprised. Yeah, that's true. I should find <laughs> out. But for now, it's just like a memento from that tour. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, it's yeah. musical instruments always just some...
0: Gross, actually, like, connection to them. Totally, though. man. I sold my first guitar I ever had. It's just
1: Ibanez Geo, It's not worth... No, anything. but still like, your first guitar. I've regretted it every single oh, day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> totally, though. I think, yeah, I don't think I have my first one either. Which, it's so nice to like to go back to that because like you're when you pick it up you're a member like exactly this is what i learned a lot of stuff on this is how i grew man you're you're just keeping it on your wall like totally exactly it's like the nicest thing
0: it's so nice so another thing i want to kind of get a little bit of insight on you've gone from sort of color to color sort of along with each album starting
1: did that start with the yellow socks thing oh yeah yeah so totally so i mean so the first time i had was very like black and white and i was still learning stuff so so just after that i i just thought like i'd love to like incorporate like a visual element of color into this stuff and then the yellow socks i was totally like a an early stage thing where like i just wanted to think of like a color that kind of represented something hopeful and something that was kind of like a that had some sort of positivity and like happiness to it yeah and i, I always thought kind of yellow is something like it's like the sun's color of like sunshine kind yeah. of that was so, reminds me of springtime. exactly mm. which is like now <laughs> but um so yeah so that was kind of where the yellow socks i wanted to try and incorporate it into like music videos and into like the album artwork and as far as like what i would wear when i played shows live and stuff so um so i just wanted like little taste of it so that's kind of where the yellow socks thing happened and um, and yeah, like with and then across all the albums, I just realised it's such a cool way of communicating more of the message you're trying to like sing about. Yeah. You can communicate that on the visual side as well. So that's kind of where it's so cool what you can do with colour. I mean, you can you can like help someone experience what you're trying to say without them having to try that very hard. Like yeah. just by communicating something through like the colours and through the music. You can put together something really amazing so that's kind of i've just loved that i've loved incorporating colors along with the music so you approach every album sort of as a whole it's totally really totally just a cluster of songs yeah i mean that's how i have but i know music's changing like music has changed so much in the last few years where mm. like i don't know how long it's going to go on for where you package like an album together as a full album like I I would love if it's if it continued for like a while but <laughs> I know things are changing where, like it's all about what song you release now and and then people are over that like I mean they're not over it but they they're very they like, just move so exactly, quickly that it just gets exactly they want the next, the next thing mm. totally so like when you release an album and it's kind of like he has a full album they like it for a while but then they want something else again so so, yeah, so I don't know how it's going to work but I've always imagined it as in like he has an album and he has kind of a story I want to tell it's like a, a visual kind of message I want to communicate as well. But um, yeah, so I guess we're all learning at the same time and we'll see how it's going to work. Maybe it's going to be like a song or two that have that specific visual element to it and then the next song or two has something mm-hmm. different. So I guess, yeah, we'll see how it, how it all moves on. I'm kind of hoping that it'll just sort of
0: move into a space where certain artists can do that where it's just every yes. song is on its own, but also then where some people would sort of release an album that's even more like supposed totally. to be listened to as its own thing as a package like thing like yeah. doing a full album
1: will almost become a genre its totally that's a good point I mean it's going to be really cool to see just how creative people get yeah. that's the thing I think people are just becoming more and more creative and like working within the like the thing the way things are changing within music so that's going to be really awesome to watch
0: yeah, like there's certain artists these days that literally just write music for
1: TikTok and oh yes that's blowing my mind that's, and it's huge yeah it's like the biggest thing on the internet and the internet is like everything everyone has at the moment so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah that's insane it's really crazy to see what music can do and like what you can do with music
0: yeah while yeah. we're on the topic of sort of the recent
1: happenings with corona yeah. and being
0: on the internet and whatnot
1: how's that treated you and not touring yeah you said that specifically live shows and touring has obviously been like hit very hard and it hasn't happened at least in South Africa it hasn't happened at all since like for like 6 or 7 months yeah so um so that's been difficult just because that's like the best way of engaging with people that you know like your songs and they want to listen to your music because they come to your shows and it's just like it's really cool to meet people there and just engage with people and see how what people are enjoying what songs are working live Yeah. and like none of that's been able to happen besides like live stream performances and all that which is cool like the live stream thing is great and people again they're they're being super creative with it but it's not the same thing it's like it's just not the same as as a live interaction and like communicating with people on the spot physically it's so yeah so that's been strange but like at the same time i've been learning a lot just like everyone has they've been learning how to kind of adapt to what's going on so yeah it's been strange but like i've just been trying to focus on the positives and just learn out of the limitations i guess i think that's like the best thing you could have done with this time is
0: just spend it to learn something new or maybe like get back to riding I know a lot of people get caught up in touring so much that riding sort of takes a back seat sometimes for sure so I think having some
1: forced time has helped a lot No, for sure it helps to force some of that time Mm. because it's good to just kind of plan like plan that kind of thing and always be ready for like just be creative and try to write and be ready when like the moment comes when you actually come upon something that's like awesome. Mm. So actually that's an interesting thing.
0: A lot of people have very different like writing habits and styles. Totally. Are you sort of constantly writing or do you go into a
1: writing phase and then get out of and go into a touring phase? Yeah. So that's kind of how it's been. Like I've been trying to learn what the best ways to do it. So I'm always trying to be in a writing phase but the way it's been is like it's like there's an album and then we go and play a lot of shows my mind isn't thinking about writing new songs because i'm loving what's happening right now with that album Mm. but then then it gets to a point where there's like a year or so where i'll write and try and record everything and put it all together and like that's been great to try and put time aside specifically for writing but i think it's super important this is what i've been learning over the last year or so it's just to to always be writing and just Try and be as creative as you can all the time, so that when, like a good song does, randomly come out of nowhere, which those are normally the best songs, like yeah. when they just come out of nowhere. At least you know you're ready for it. You you like you're in the zone. You're busy working it. Like you you're exercising that muscle kind of thing. So then at least when the when the better songs come organically, you're kind of prepared for that moment. Yeah. And then at the same time, it's also good to put in the work, even when you have to work hard for us, like work hard on a song to make it happen. That still works out. So. Like so, as yeah. I understand it, you spent like three years writing the song with one, Yes, yeah. So we we started writing together yeah, three years ago and like we we had all these ideas and then stuff just kinda got a bit busy for the two of us individually. He's like a yes, he's a legend that guy. So I I don't know how he keeps it up because he does so much and he does it all amazingly. Yeah. So that's really cool. But um so so yeah, so things got really busy and then like as soon as the lockdown started we started we kind of got chatting again and then we were like why we should like work on something again mm-hmm. or continue working on what we were doing and then um and yeah then we, we just kind of a lot of back and forth across zoom and whatsapp we um, we came up with the song idea and yeah that was that was really cool the way it all came together
0: oh, that's, accurate, man. Yeah, that's yeah it's actually a cool song as well oh thanks <laughs> thanks man <laughs> Dude, then probably the biggest thing that I have to talk about Ghost won a Bloody Summer. yes yeah, that is insane oh, congratulations man, thanks.
1: <laughs> thanks for knowing about all of this stuff <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, it would be horrible <laughs> if I just sat here completely unprepared <laughs> yeah I guess no but yeah thanks yeah that was a dream that was like that's always been a dream to be part of the Sama it's just to be mentioned amongst like all of these amazing creatives in South Africa that's the that's a dream come true so so yeah just to like the fact that the album won one of the awards it's Crazy. I haven't. I still don't even think I've even been able to wrap my head around it. It's it's amazing. (laughs) How was the actual ceremony? It was cool, but like obviously, again, like it wasn't like a live physical event. Mm -hmm. So it was all the. It was they did really well. The way they handled it was really good because it was like during the peak of South African lockdown regulations during the coronavirus and um, and then they had like a five day kind of show where they had they split it up. It was like a half an hour show each like for five days and the fifth day was like an hour and a half or something so that was quite cool and then um because we couldn't be at, at like the physical like awards event which it normally is it's normally like a glamorous massive event uh, myself and like the guys like a bunch of my friends that were part of the creation process of the album we just did like a zoom party and we wore like suits of a zoom and then we watched the thing so it was actually <laughs> fun we made we made it a fun time but um the summers themselves they i think they did really well to kind of Make use of what was available mm. to everyone. Mm. With when we weren't able to actually like have the event physically. Yeah,
0: I think it's also very, it's like, very cool that they actually did something. Totally, totally. The music industry is just like you said dead. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like dead like There's water nothing water at the moment. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no man. Like so many exciting
1: things. What what does the future hold? What's in the next year for Matthew Moore? Yeah. So, uh, sure. It's. I mean, there's there's a lot of exciting stuff and like Can fun stuff that have been working on. We have tour
0: coming up next year. Yes, yeah.
1: So in May next year, there's a there's a it's my it's my like my second official headline Europe tour. So that should be fun. It's like the longest tour I've ever done, and it's it was going to be this year, but obviously because of things that have happened, it's moved out to May next year. And I'm looking super forward to that. I think it's going to be cool. It's like uh, like the venues are bigger than the last one, and and like there's more cities this time. So I think it's I, it's also a, again it's like a dream to be able to do that and then um, I've been working on a lot of stuff like I got a lot of ideas there's, there's like a lot of ideas surrounding this current album that I've got now this ghost album mm. that I've been wanting to do that we've kind of put a bit of a delay on because of everything going on in the world so I'm, I'm trying to time all of those ideas like with some of the touring plans yeah. so that I can work out for South Africa because it's obviously my home and then for the Europe tour and then as well as like a few other countries that I've never been to to work together with this new kind of there's a bit of a like a like a re kind of a re-release sort of plan that's gonna go around the Ghost album with some new songs and some new videos and stuff. So it's like there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. It's just in terms of timing, there's a plan, but it's the plan's always changing because we all like the list. The people that are listening are finding out the information at the same time that I'm kind of finding it out. So yeah. So, yeah, so it's but it's exciting still. The future still looks good. No, definitely, especially when you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Um, dude, yeah. so
0: one more thing that I wanted to kind of get into a little bit: your music videos, I absolutely yes. love. Oh, thanks, like, man! Thanks for seeing that. Like when people actually put effort into their things, and you can see them as a proper yes, concept totally. and had fun with it as well. Yeah. Like, is there? How do you sort of approach it? Is there someone you work with
1: regularly? Yeah. There? So um, a lot of the videos I've done, I think I've never done one video with like the same like the same person that helped with the concepts so a lot of the time like I'll have a song and I, I obviously know what the song's about so I want that to to be represented to a certain extent in the video yeah. but then what I've what I've really loved in the past is for like some videos specifically I've had some very rough ideas basic ideas and a bit of a story I wanted to tell and I've taken it to someone that helped me conceptualize it, and they kind of came up with a concept based on what I told them so they were like the it was like their brainchild and then um, like like I've got a music video for a song called Run where it's like a whole story that kind of unfolds where it's like a super kind of on the surface story where like a guy kidnaps me and there's a whole thing that happens but then like below the surface there's like a whole kind of like significance that the guy managed to bring across in that story in like a light hearted video so I've always loved that like something quirky and light hearted that still brings across a meaningful message so that's kind of the idea that um, hopefully will always come across in videos but it's been, like I've never really worked with one specific guy that's, that's conceptualized. It's always a whole lot of amazing creatives that have kind of been part of putting the ideas together. Mm. But, yeah. so coming together to make one thing that's a bit, totally. a bit more than the whole. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, Many brains really add to like a, like as, uh, what I've, that's what I've found is when I've had like one like small idea, a bit of a concept, just like a super small foundation it's been so cool to take it to people that like specialise in like videos or concepts and stuff and then they take it so much further and they make so much more out of it so that's been awesome yeah, and that's such a cool thing about being
0: in South Africa because we have such yes. a diverse melting pot of like it's insane crazy cultures everyone man. has ideas everyone's totally. trying to do
1: things oh it's amazing yeah man um, yeah
0: no, it's, yeah it's great uh, oh, I had something on the, on the tip of my head right now that I wanted to talk about uh, the colour purple Yes, this is the one that I do not fully understand. Awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's awesome. it all about? What's the purple about? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, so it's basically, so like we were saying earlier, it's mm. like I wanted the color to be associated just with the album Ghost. And what the album's talking about is it's, it's basically talking about like fears and insecurities and just struggles that I've dealt with in my life and that I still deal with to this day mm. and I'm, I imagine I will continue to deal with and face but um, that's kind of what the album's talking about and it's just it's basically the journey of like learning how to deal with these like fears and stuff and uh, learning how not to let the fears and insecurities overwhelm you and like define you so so what that color was about was like it's it was something that I did a lot of research into the colors and purple was like something that I thought was it was really cool because one of the things it represented was there was obviously hope was something behind purple but also like creativity and and what I liked was like for me I kind of use creativity and music to help me overcome certain things. Yeah. So that's kind of what the message was behind the purple. It was it was like a it was like a message of hope and like of like positivity that you can make it through these difficult things that I'm talking about in the in the album. Yeah. So that so I wanted that to kind of be like a strong thing, that purple, just to kind of just to enforce the fact that I'm saying this is stuff that you can actually overcome and stuff that you can get through and work through. So that's kind of what all the purple is all about. And I want that to kind of be when people hear songs from that album I want the purple to be like in their faces kind yeah. of thing more than like the fear that you could hear about in the songs and the insecurities I want that purple to kind of be like the upfront like ah there's a lot of purple going on here I wonder what it's about that yeah. they ask the questions yeah you know.
0: that's amazing man like the thing yeah. with the colors is they do definitely affect us in like a totally. certain way, and they are c- connected to emotions and things. And hundred percent until until you put it into words, It's, yeah. kind of, it's so hard to like make that idea. Tangible. For sure, um, it's crazy. So Gary, you say that just now, like it pulls everything yeah. together. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh man, well thanks for being intrigued by it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. One last quick question. Yes. Who would you say is an up and coming South African artist that people should keep their eye on?
1: Yeah. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. man. There are plenty, but. Okay, just to mention a few, but one that um, I, d- I wouldn't say like the specific guys in the band are up and coming, but the band themselves I think have been up and coming for a while. They're called The World of Birds, but they used to kind of be musicians in other bands. Yeah. They are like amazing. The songs that, that they are writing and releasing and the production value, it's amazing. So that's like one of my favorites in South Africa at the moment and then there's this there's like a few guys that i see on i wouldn't be able to so that's like one that i can name that people should go and listen to but then there's like so many guys that i'm seeing on instagram that just have instagram pages and then they play songs and that's kind of it yeah. and they need to like they need to be put in front of the right people so that they can be like people can hear their songs there's this guy that I've recently met on, on Instagram his name is Jacques Haldanes, yeah. and he is amazing he's like a young kid just out of school and he writes amazing songs and he just plays them on his guitar and puts the videos on Instagram and it's kind of like that, those are the kind of kids I think they're, they're learning so much from South African music culture and I think they're going to be huge one day Dude. so yeah amazing
0: man Thank you yeah. so so much for coming. Thank you, up. you man. Thanks yeah. for having yeah. me here. It's such That's an awesome
1: beautiful. place to be. Dude, a like Oh, sweet.